welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington tonight. And here we have, let's see if we can get this to work. Hey, Rob. Good evening. <laughs> you never know if everything's going to work okay or not. Welcome to the show, Thanks everybody. Welcome to Rob. Thank you so much for having me on again. How are you doing tonight? I'm okay, thank you. Trying to adjust to the, uh, the late autumn weather. Yes, man, indeed. I yes, love it. Indeed. I tell you, a cold, rainy day makes me just in the mood for making pumpkin pie and a spice latte or something really warm, like chicken stew and stuff like that. I just get real creative. Let's do some quick sh uh, shout-outs over here. Hey to Brenda Ceteris. And Yasmin Jadun, good to see you guys on here tonight. Um, we've got some updates, and then we're going to run uh, a promo for our sponsor of the show. So a couple of things I want to tell you guys is that on October the 27th, uh, I will be on the Kentucky Fried Homicide podcast, and I'm going to be giving my thoughts on an unsolved murder. I will uh, post a promo on the YouTube channel and the Facebook page. So, uh, and they'll have a link to the podcast. This is one of the a true crime podcasts, and it is so funny. I just love the girls that do this show. And then, if you'll hang on just a second, Rob, we're going to do uh, tonight's sponsor of the show is Stay Kentucky. It's a one stop website that gives you Airbnbs, conventional B&B, um, restaurant suggestions for, it's strictly vacations in Kentucky, and it has events, it has um, all kinds of stuff. It's just like, if you want to plan a vacation to Kentucky, you need to just go there, find a festival to go to, a local interest in Airbnb and restaurants. So let's take a look at Stay Kentucky. There we go. And let's see, I've got to try to get Rob back on here. Somehow we lost the stream. Let me see what happened. Uh, let's see. Sometimes that happens. We'll see if we can get him back on here. Anyway, um, so another thing I wanted to bring up this evening is going out to Wicked World Scaregrounds. This is another promo. Hey to Angela Atkins and Ina Thompson. Um, Wicked World is running through October the 31st. They have three different attractions that you can go to. And um, so if you're wanting to do something, you know, uh, scary and in the season, get yourself out to Wicked World and uh, go through all of the attractions out there. There's three. I forgot the names of them, but one of them is like 
a traditional haunted house kind of thing. The other one, you actually have the light guns where you can shoot stuff. I'm not going to tell you what. And the, <laughs> the other one, it has more of a clownish theme to it. And you know how I feel about clowns. They spook me out. So uh, it's a really good good time. So get out there while they're still open to Wicked World. It's at 5817 Tates Creek Road. So, Rob, Retribution Magic. Man, oh man. Tell us. Yes, indeed. <laughs> what's the, like, how do we define Retribution Magic? What is this exactly? Okay. I'll try not to go entirely to, like, a uh, six chapter, a long blog, um, <laughs> yeah. anything like that. I'll try to, uh, this is like usually a 30 minute show. So I'll try to make it the abbreviated you know I mean? version. Um, very, very, very <laughs> precise. What is retribution magic? First of all, I must, um, emphasize the fact that retribution meaning something, um, pretty obviously within what we would consider a left hand work within hoodoo root worker conjure. Mm-hmm. Okay, left-handed means baneful. Left-handed is those things that are um, crossing, cursing, hexing, jinxing, lane tricks, and etc. So retribution, um, I must say, I think a good place to, it's very imperative to understand that, first of all, we always give reverence to where who do we work and conjure comes from, which is the ancestors, which is the transatlantic slave trade. So we must understand the the um, with the large component of this being an African that the fact is is that some people when the slaves were colonized, unfortunately the the magic and the spirituality that they brought over with them was often demonized. It was often foreign. It was often feared, and so therefore, unfortunately speaking, in certain kind of contexts. People use the word black magic in reference to whether it's baneful or whether it's healing. Right. Without maybe some folks don't even realize what the connotation of it being used towards the Africans or other folks associated, unfortunately, with their skin. Right, right, right. Well, we want to put that out there. We want to put Catherine and I would like to definitely put that out there this evening. You know, that we have to really know the, the factual right. info. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. So retribution, retribution is a sweeter kind of way of saying domination. Is It is a sweeter, nicer kind of way, honestly, <laughs> folks, of saying controlling domination, bend over, cross work, stuff like that, which as a conjure worker is of the left hand. Right. So is the left. Uh, it's it can be considered like punishment, vengefulness. Yes. But it's, you know, often done to wrong some kind of act that has been um, rendered onto someone. So what kinds of things can happen that would justify retribution magic? All work must be justified through spirit. All work must be justified through... um, regardless of one's mentality or morally or ethically how I feel mm-hmm. is not necessarily the fact of what I would get through the proper divination pro- process, excuse me, process to see if work is justified. Mm-hmm. 
So what kind so of all things that, are justified, though? Uh, what kind of work is justified? It's all about balance, and it's all about... I'm shocked, personally, this gets on a personal level here. I hope this is appropriate as a personal perspective. Uh-huh. Um, on a deep personal note, honestly, Kat, is, is the fact that over all the years and many circumstances, things that I've been through in my life, oftentimes, of course, when I was younger versus my age now, because I've been practicing a very long time. And so one thing that I must say is the fact that regardless of how I feel or my personal involvement or my mentality or rationality is not always the same as what I receive from spirit. And it surprises the hell out of me, to be frank. A lot of times spirit says, you don't have to lift a finger. Right. But your spirits, your your court, your ancestors, you know, these things have the majority of time have your back. Mm-hmm. So what works are justified? All works are justified as long as they're justified in the name of through spirit. Mm-hmm. So let's I say... Won't do, I won't do a work at this age unless I'm absolutely positive that I get a clear message that is justified. And 70% of the time I'm surprised because I want to mess something up sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And then I do the divination mm-hmm. and I see the fact that it's not justified. So, that but, says, so maybe the person that wants the work done has not told you the entire truth or maybe they feel that it's justified when it re- maybe it was a karmic thing that came back yes. to them. Absolutely. That's so imperative. And it's so that's so on point and so imperative to understand um, and that's the reason why that you never act impulsively and just go into a job or any work, whether it left-handed, right-handed, you know, healing, hexing, crossing, anything. But specifically, since we're talking about retribution, I must say, you know, we're not, we should never go into this um, blindfully or um, without knowing every, you know, as much as you can. Because in my world, honestly, as well, I must say, if I do unjustified work, I'm responsible for the work that I do. That's right. And then your karma is at risk. So what type of, what type of divination is involved in, let's say somebody wants uh, some kind of retribution work done or a hex or a curse and they come to you and you, what kind of divination is done to determine that? Uh, Divination tools. I personally work with several different styles or forms of divination tools. So um, personally, you know, I I read through a lot of a lot of tools, a lot of means of divination. I do scrying. I work with spirit boards. Yes, spirit boards. I work with tarot, oracle, playing cards. I've read as a medium since I was a kid. So through a lot of different. Thank you. So a lot of different. a lot of different. Uh, Do you just use your words? intuition to figure out which type of divination you should use for a particular working? Yes, actually, I've had that problem recently, and <clears throat> as well as I've, but then I typically break out the pendulum. That's when typically, personally, that I'll break out the pendulum and just say, "Spirit, I'm a little. Can I please have clarity just from a simple yes or no? Should I use this particular avenue or divination tool? Because recently, I've also picked up throwing bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've read, like I said, I read with quite a lot. I read with 
a lot. So, um, yeah, there's that, and then as well as just just as a general, um, you know, umbrella term of retribution. And so we have all these different um, things as well, which may be better after a consultation. Mm-hmm. Which is better? Are we? How hard do you want to go? Where do you typically? Where does spirit say that you can, and where do you want to go with this? What is your mentality, your thought process? Because right, how far do you cool want this to go? And, right. Yes, exactly. Because an old school conjure, you know, um, as you put in your um the you know the uh, the ads and stuff, so lead way to uh, hot foot. You know, there's there's foot track magic. There is um goofer dust. There is some workers practice Duma, D-U-M-E, death unto mine enemies. In the old Mississippi Delta, there are actually Mississippi death rites, which are definitely that's pretty serious. Serious. But this is a Halloween show, so <laughs> we want to delve into the very most serious parts of this. So can you explain to the audience, because not a lot of people know exactly how this works. How does a hex or a curse work? Like, how is this accomplished? What are the active factors of a hex that actually causes it to work? Consistency. Consistency, faith, and um, uh, will and intention along with any other other um thing you know spirituality spell work or spiritual workings so will and intention that to be able to believe in the fact that you absolutely know without a doubt that you can facilitate change in a condition Mm -hmm. and that you can create change within a condition let's do some quick shout outs over here to other people that are joining joining angela atkins my neighbor hey to you uh, Jessica, hey to you. Melissa, Jill Cook, Helen Drinkwater, and Jay Lynn, good to see you guys. Uh, for all, those of you that are joining on the YouTube channel, if you would go ahead and subscribe and hit the like button and the bell notification so you get notified of every Monday night show. Um, so what I wanted to ask was, can you give us an example of like a retribution magic work that you've done in the past so that we can kind of have a sample of how, how it started and what ended up with that working. A personal story. So you're asking for a personal, a personal work, a personal well, anonymously, of course, anonymously, like the changed the names and stuff. I will. Okay. Okay. I'll leave out some names. I'll leave out every circumstance because we'll be on for a couple hours. So uh, after, after a first go round, I should have believed somebody the first time when, when somebody shows you who they are the first time, I always believe them. It saves you a lot of problems in the long run. So I gave my big hearted self gave somebody a so-called high priestess of a, let's say group and that I had met. And then became part of hypothetically uh and then it was became problematic with rumors and gossip and uh many other factors that uh jealousy and envy uh ugliness between members things like that 
there was a problem and I reconciled and then afterwards there was a second issue. Okay. The thing is is the you know, hypothetically, the uh, the thing is is that then therefore the third time is always the last strike. Strike out like a ball game, you know, things like this. And I might give you once a second time, the third time. Your ass is mine if you mess up. Right, right. Okay? Yes. And they definitely, the person uh, had a Beltane Festival, invited me to the festival and set me up at the Beltane Festival with a no-watch list and had me met with security and all this crap. Okay. Okay, well, I work with certain particular spirits and, and things like that. So, you know, there just happened to be a storm that brewed. Oh, I see. <laughs> right across the lake. Right okay. across the lake, which is visible. Gotcha. And by the next morning, by the next morning, they had to hit the only place that it struck. It was just there. It was right there where you were. It was allowed. right there. <laughs> you were shut out. And every year since, <laughs> and every since, every year since the inventory goes right on down the drain mm-hmm. of the same vendors and those same folks. Yes. Right. So there's there's just uh, certain times, certain times you don't just cross the wrong person and try to mess with the wrong people. Right. Now, I want to talk more about foot track magic because yes, that's not something that everybody hears about every day or the use of hot foot powder. What can you tell us about that? Oh, okay. I thought about this. I wrote a page and I thought, no, I don't know. I'm not doing this because I wrote like three pages of notes just about this alone before I literally come on here tonight with you. And then I thought, oh, this is too much. I'll just, okay. Like, I'm just going to make it simpler. Okay. Try to. Okay. Okay, So, track magic, hot foot magic is, um, now don't let nobody fool you. And I'm not trying to knock nobody's practices or, or be too much of a gatekeeper or all those other things that they say nowadays with all the new school and the twist and the things that they have incorporated or try to now in mo- more modern conjure. Because I was raised with this and I've been doing this a really long time, okay? Right. So so the thing is is that um foot track magic is a uh, we must go back to the and remember the importance of animism. Mm-hmm. Um, within within um, folk magic to, itself, absolutely, it's very okay, so, very important. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. So the power within a person's foot, uh, where a person walks, steps, and how that relates to the dynamics of animism between a person's self, ori, or um, um, essence of soul, and how it relates to Mother Earth, the Earth herself. Um, you know, so there's this connection and power within your foot and the energy of, you know, so as a, in the old school way. I just thought of something when you said that, you know how, uh, and we've done a show before on the soul star chakra and, uh, my daughter-in-law mentioned the fact that I hadn't done a show on the earth star chakra. And so do you Mm. think that the earth star chakra may be involved in that energy that exits and imprints through the foot the footsteps yes yes and on a whole other perspective of how the the earth star chakra and all this would also 
coexist or on a paradigm as we would call it that equal paradigm and maybe even perhaps other new age traditions or other systems yes absolutely absolutely and as well as um if i may continue the the thing the thing is is it's so there's and a hot foot versus foot track okay now don't let nobody fool you y'all don't let nobody fool you like there's this there's this newer stuff that people do and I've seen people try to put hot foot powder on candle work. Oh, now that's not that's not per se a typical yeah. old school traditional hoodoo root work conjure. Yeah, um, yeah, it doesn't. Not my to me. not my day. Yeah, <laughs> not judging any. The try not to judge nobody's park or nothing. Yeah. but but um, so you make your you make your hot foot powder up, and then you would either lay it in a line. You would lay it in a line to where the target would cross over or within the line, mm-hmm. or literally put it within the footprint of a person's shoe or the foot, mm-hmm. or in their shoes. Now, the way or that I've shoe. seen it done in the past is laying a line that you know the person is going to cross. Like, yes, like indeed. You like that? Maybe it's somewhere they walk every single day, and they have to walk there. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Repetitiveness is, is um, imperative in work. If you want effective work, it is, as you well know as a spiritual worker and reader yourself, we all have multiple layers of natural protection. And so a lot of times often if you want spiritual work, that is why it's a necessity of the repetitiveness, the seriousness, and the work. Mm-hmm. And the work. This is work. Yeah. This is real work. And that's why... You know, <laughs> we we have businesses that revolve around this. Speaking of which, uh, if you guys want any work done, there is a link scrolling across oh, the bottom you. of your page. I'm also thank going you. to put it in the comments for the show. And um, let me see if I can get it to come up there. Oh, I never know if it's going to come through or not. Let me try that again paste oh yes it it came up it came up uh and it's only coming up on it looks like youtube so after the show for you guys on facebook i will go back and put the link there hey to shan sandra lee small and shannon pate miller um, special call sandra small much love yeah okay i want to ask you more about hot foot powder I've read that it's a mixture of herbs, minerals, chili powder, salt, pepper, chili flakes. What uh, are there other special things that you use in hot foot powder or? That, that would have depended on perhaps how things start being passed down from um, generation to generation within each particular regions. There may be a little different ingredient. And specifically, who you work and conjure. Honestly, your recipe may vary a little. I mean, there may be some, like, I know what my recipes is. Oh, you're not going to tell us. uh, No, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to ask you one thing, just one thing. If you could just have one ingredient to do 90% of your work with, what would that one ingredient be? And this is... Good working and bad working. What would that oh. one ingredient be? Oh, Catherine. Oh, my goodness. 
at this point, oh gosh, I'm put on the spot, everybody. I'm put on the spot. Oh, you know what, Catherine? I love roots and herbs. I I love roots and herbs. I really do. I do too. And and the thing is, the thing is, is that they're all they all can be like i've always used mullen oh i've always used mullen on the left hand until recently and i've mm-hmm. learned how to incorporate it within along with several other herbs and roots to use on both hands because i have them separated even here within my residence yeah which ones according to what i use them for and all this and the thing is to simply answer your question um just one just salt one. oh that's exactly salt. what i Thought of okay, hey, high five, high five. Yeah. Are you serious? Cat? serious? I was sitting here thinking of the one thing that I would want to keep, and it would be salt because salt is cleansing, but you can pour it in a wound. <laughs> yes, absolutely, um, and you can program it. Yes. You can program salt. Yes. You can program salt to do a lot of things. That's right. It's so it sounds so simple, but yet it's so 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 and it takes it right back to the root of conjure. Yeah. It takes it right back to the root of conjure. It really does because sometimes the slaves had the most simplistic things and but they knew the power of spirit and how to really like I'm in chills right now, you got me in chills. <laughs> Like yes, oh, indeed. Gosh, it um, absolutely. It's so versatile, and it it can represent both hands equally, and with the equal yes. force. Like there's lots of stuff that you know is right handed, but not necessarily left. <clears throat> but salt can go either way very easily, depending on what your use is. And for an example, uh, to meet in the middle. Uh, because I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily um, identify spiritual work as gray, white, or uh, black, or anything like that. Magic and spiritual work is magic and spiritual work. Uh-huh. So um, personally, like to meet in the middle, per se, for lack of a better thing, if you don't want somebody to come back into your residence that had a nasty tone or that that had um, a weird vibe, and that you, or maybe you had a conflict with. You know, something that's old school and traditional is the fact that you would put salt or even black pepper. But since we said salt mm-hmm. and it's a household daily item yeah. that everybody eats with yeah, us, very easy. you just put salt. You just put salt on the um, tip of the brooms, you know, the tip of the broom on the on the straw part, of course, and uh, sweep after them after they leave. Sweep yeah. it, you know, sweep. Removing sweep whatever they're trying to leave there. Now, I don't know if you watched the show or not, but um, I did a show on hex signs and Appalachian folk magic. And it was explaining the Red Church and some of the things that they do in the Red Church. Um, And they were saying that if you were doctoring somebody within the home, let's say you're doctoring a woman and a child who've been crossed and you're doctoring Mm -hmm. them in the home. Anybody who comes into the home while that's happening and let's say they're just asking for use the phone or drink water, just anything that that action, since you don't know who's crossed the woman and her child, that that action of just coming into the home un does everything that you're trying to doctor and so then you have to start all over again 
So I thought that was very interesting and it kind of reminds me of this retribution magic, you know, and then they also were talking about how um, some people who practiced the red church in the negative way would steal milk from other people's cow by milking a hatchet. And that would steal the their cow's milk. So there's some kind of spell that they would do and they would place a hatchet and actually milk that hatchet and but the milk would actually be coming from someone else's cow near them. And so when the farmer went out the next day to milk their cow, they would all be dry. So that's really very interesting. And it kind of ties into this in a way, I think. Um, so if someone felt that they were crossed or something bad had, were done to them and they wanted to seek out a retribution, where can they contact you? At the Mystical Mojo site? Yes, ma'am, indeed. Yes, ma'am, indeed. I am also on um, here on Facebook, my business page, my business moniker. Um, excuse me, is Mystical Mojo, as well as Instagram, and now, of course, TikTok, even though that I... I didn't know you were on TikTok. I don't have a link for I, that. People, people have convinced me and told me that I, did, that I need to do this TikTok thing, and I, I really need to step up to the other social media platforms. I apologize, but honestly, y'all are kind of... I just do what I have to do for it. Well, you know, you know. This and that, I'm not a big techno person. So, so I do apologize if I neglect those accounts a little bit. I typically do. Well, I'm not on TikTok, but um, the, re the whole reason the main part of the show switched to YouTube was, you know, Facebook mm -hmm. and Instagram have had problems lately. And so I'm trying Many. to get the show and get people to mainly watch here on YouTube. I want them to get used to coming to YouTube because so far, knock on wood, my head, nothing is happening with YouTube except for, you know, having your video demonetized, but mine's privately sponsored. So we don't have to worry about what we're talking about here. So for working done, I want you guys to go to the Mystical Mojo site there and um, get, a, get a consultation done. Let's see if it's warranted, if, you know, what you want done is warranted. <clears throat> and if, let's say if it's not, maybe you need to really think about, is this a karmic thing that I'm going through because of something I've done in the past? And if so, then maybe you just need to work through that or work with that. Uh, but getting a consultation is the easiest way to find out, don't you think, Rob? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. A consultation or any um, type of from reliable, as I believe that, which was pretty much the last show that we've done together was um you know, about um, finding yourself a reputable reader. So let's let's say, of course, that's reputable. Find yourself a, a spiritual worker, <clears throat> a reader, or most spiritual work Not all readers are spiritual workers or identifies that. But almost every spiritual worker is a reader as well. So mm -hmm. find someone reputable like me. And, oh, 
that was a little tooting the horn. But uh, I'll, here, I'll, but, toot, I'll toot your horn for you. <laughs> I, I love you, cat. And, and so uh, you got my face blood red over here. Oh, um, yes. So find yourself a reputable reader and, and a spiritual worker and someone you feel connected with and you, know, you feel um, confident with. Mm-hmm. And um now, Sandra has a question. She uh, wants to ask you, Rob, are, are certain salts better than others or are they all the same? That's a great question, Sandy. That is a great question. I hope I see you soon, by the way. Much love, always, and happy Dia de la Muertos, Salwin season, Fendi Day, All Souls Day, All Saints Day. Dios de Muertos and all that other stuff. Because somebody was talking so, Halloween. about uh, Halloween. Yeah, um, black salt and that black salt was better. What do you think about that? Black salt, I've found personally, the way that I would, um, the way that I would work for black salt is uh, also it's great for bindings and banishings. Uh, but regular good old, any type of Epsom salt, Sea salt, table salt, mm-hmm. again, being able to know the fact that with particular petitions and prayers that you can program salt to damn near do anything uh, on either hand now, is amazing. <laughs> so just to answer your question, Sandra, I can remember somebody um, consulting me about something and they were not at home. So they ran to the cafeteria where they were. And got a whole pack, a bunch of little packets of salt, and used that. And uh, so, I mean, you you can be anywhere. There's salt available to you, just about. So that's nice. That's why. That's another reason why I said if I only have one thing to use, <laughs> that it definitely would be salt because yes, so, it's so good. It's programmable and it's readily available just about everywhere. Yes. Uh, what's the difference in using the salt and what's what is goofer dust? Ooh la la. So goofer <laughs> dust. Uh, goofer dust is uh, primarily um, a heavy hitting, a very heavy hitting goofer dust is nothing pretty, is nothing to be completely frank and honest, is nothing nice involving goofer dust. Goofer is to lay a trick on somebody that either is to inflict um, malafflictions as to cause cross conditions. So goofer dust has key components like any other duster or powder, such as uh, the hot foot or the, the goofer or the, uh, what is another one? Um, suddenly, you know, like, well, dirt, particularly like graveyard dirt graveyard dirt is something that i've always heard was goofer dust mixed with as a a key component i'm sorry cat i didn't catch that all for some reason the volume got low oh as a key component in goofer dust i always heard it was graveyard dirt and ashes of some kind yes that is that's graveyard dirt is a key component usually within and my understanding workings and knowledge mm-hmm. yes but now does the graveyard dirt have to come from a criminal's grave 
that's that's great that you would associate the active spirit within the power of both the way that the work would work. That's very important. I'm so proud of you for that. I really am. Yes, 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 yes. High five, high five. <laughs> high and five. so, for how that, yes, I love it. I love it. So, uh, it doesn't have to be from a, did you say a victim of violent crime or murder? A criminal. Um, it would definitely be, it would definitely be beneficial to add the, the malevolent energy of something tragic. Mm-hmm. Some, a spirit from the grave of something tragic. Mm-hmm. You see, like, because that energy and that uh, of the dirt and of the the cell memory, um, yeah. things like that, it has that imprint there. Definitely. Yes. So this is our Halloween show. We're gonna wrap it up, but you guys stay out of trouble, okay? <laughs> but if you do need some kind of retribution magic, oh, this is the guy to see, and links are in the comments. And happy Halloween, Rob. And happy Halloween to you as well. Thank you so, so, so much. Blessed Fet Good Day. In voodoo, it's the Fet Good Day, the November the 1st and November the 2nd are the seasons and the particular days of uh, of the good day of the family associated with cemetery and, and the dead and things like that. So... Uh, happy Kisses from festive season, guys. Happy Halloween. You guys stay out of trouble. Uh, next Monday night, I will try to do a live stream from wherever I'm at. There's not going to be any content except for what I'm doing. Like, what am I doing that night? So, we'll see. So we'll oh, see nice. <laughs> Have fun, Kat. We'll Thank you, everybody. Time. Be blessed. Bye. Bye. We still here?